Hey, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me More. My name is Luke Stair, and today I am here with Katie Reed Hodges and our special guest, our new preschool minister, Casey Fagan. We have a great conversation getting to know Casey, and then uh, because the Lord is wonderful and works in great ways, her story ties into what we were talking about on Sunday. It's a great conversation. If you want to get to know Casey, highly recommend that you listen, and we look forward to hearing from you. So if you've got thoughts, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest for today is the soon-to-be Reverend Casey Fagan, our new preschool minister. It just keeps going. Okay, we're going to cut that off. Okay, sometimes that's really loud in my ears, but then on the podcast, it'll just be me screaming and nothing in the background. That's got to be the best intro I've ever had. You like how I presumed that we'll ordain you? Well, there it is, speaking it into existence. Yeah, you know, who knows? I've heard rumors. Yeah, I don't know, but it's a fun thing to be introduced as. (laughs) You heard it here first. At church, just so you know, there's no actual plan, so we don't know. We don't know. I don't don't. want to get in trouble for putting something in motion. So, okay, we have with us our very brand new preschool minister, Casey Fagan. And we thought it'd be fun to have her sit in the seat of Dr. Wiles, and so we can get to know her. On her third day of employment. Yes, yes, I will tell you more. Yes, that's exactly right. So we can have her tell me more about her and her life. And then I think then we'll talk about the sermon and kind of where we think it might hit with us, intersect our lives. Yeah. Bless us for the summer. So Luke, how do you feel about it? Feels great. I'm ready. Okay. Then I'm going to shoot some shots right at Casey. Don't throw away your shot. <gasps> I'm ready for the assist. Ooh, A-O. Okay. Lobbing some up. Casey, will you tell us more just about you? Who you are, your family, whatever you think is vital for the listeners to know. Oh, gosh, it's a tough topic, you know. Also, uh, welcome to First Baptist. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I have felt so welcomed, so loved, so cared for throughout the entire process. I think we'll get to some of that maybe yeah, in I'd a like, minute. I'd like um, But, yeah, intro, what to know about Casey Fagan. Um, I am coming from, most recently, Katy, Texas, and was on staff mm-hmm. at Tallowood Baptist Church. For 18 years in preschool ministry. Well, and Tallowood, for those that have been around our church, it's kind of a sister church. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we have a, a strong Truett connection, a strong Texas Baptist connection. Our pastors are friends. I like to say they have the same heartbeat. Mm. That's something that I've realized in a the process. A little more high church. A, a yeah. Traditional, is that fair? Right, right, yeah, yeah. Robes. Yeah, yeah. A little more. Yeah, Tallowood even more so than First Arlington. Oh, that's what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Tallowood would sure, be a little more sure. traditional, Absolutely. but the same. Yeah, you're right. The same heartbeat. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So that's where you've been. Um, so let's go all the way back. I'm a, originally a Corpus Christian. You heard that. Corpus I did. Christi. I heard mm-hmm. it. Yep, yep. I heard it. Corpus Christi means body of Christ, for those of you that don't oh. know. There's a little tidbit Tell for you. Tell me more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, coastal. Exactly. This is the farthest north I've ever lived. Farthest away from the beach. Um, I am a Baylor Bear. There's a tip for you. Okay, all you listeners. Uh, they'll feel an affinity. We have yes, a lot of right. You know yeah, this. I was we trying to decide if I should give my graduation year, but uh, go does on. that give it? Go okay. on. I, I did graduate in December of '04. Okay. Uh, really, in a class of '05. I always say I left kicking and screaming. Love Luke, those college years. Where were years. you in '04? Oh uh, gosh. Really? You, Here we go. Do you? Yeah. We, come on. Uh, with it. I was. It's great. No, I was in high school. Were you? In Bolivar, Missouri. <laughs> so you were in ninth grade. I was in ninth grade. <laughs> I got All right. That. Perfect. Off by one. 
Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, I am the youngest of four girls. Oh, That's wow. That's an interesting fact. That is an interesting thing yes. to think about. Um, yeah. Was in Corpus Christi my whole life, then Baylor for three and a half years, and then straight on to Houston for 18 years. So not so, yeah, too I many moves. I think it's kind of an interesting fact about you. You went straight from undergrad to the job that you, or the right. church that you just left to come right. here. Like two weeks later, walked the stage and then moved all my boxes like to on Houston. a cold day in December, I remember. Wow. Uh, but I started as associate and then took a semester off. And that fall of 05 started at Southwestern. And they had a Houston. In ex- Houston? Yeah, okay. Houston extension. Um, did the slow boat there on, you know, working, you working full right? time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just taking a couple classes a semester. And so it took like four and a half years. So can mm-hmm. I, what what degree did you get from Southwestern? Yeah, so it's um, what used to be the MRE, the Master of Christian Education with an emphasis in children's ministry. And my undergrad at Baylor was child and family studies, um, parenting. So you are child well equipped. Uh, we, Both on paper. people call it professional moms, but um, <laughs> a lot about child rearing and development. And Luke was just giving me some facts on some child rearing. Um, well, you already—you probably already knew those. <laughs> you probably I already mean, did. Come on. <laughs> we could share some tips, but yeah. Uh, so and, yeah, that's um, my background. I would love for you to share tips as I am a new mom. <laughs> Here for you. Times three. Here for you. You are in my ministry area. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah really right enjoyed in. seminary because it gave me more of my biblical theological background. Um, but then also got to do some of the children's ministry. So I was learning and doing, mm. um, had an amazing mentor that had been the preschool minister for 35 years as the associate. So I got to do that with her for five years while I worked on my degree. So you did have, and we, Luke and I had this experience at Baylor. We both did Truett. So we all have a Baylor, we all have a sickum in us. Yep. Right? Mm. Sure. And so, although ours is the master's degree, but well, I know while well, Luke and I, but we overlap by a semester in, in ministry together. Uh, but we also had classroom experience, but then immediate application. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, so if you're listening and thinking about seminary, it's the right way to do it. Yeah. Application. That's just yeah. not my opinion. That is, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Truthiness. So you were doing Southwestern. Did you do classes in person? Yes. Uh, so I so drove like all the way over to Hobby Airport, if you know the Houston area. Mm-hmm. But I'm an in-person person. Uh, I like relational. And so good didn't think good. that the online co- option would be ideal for me. And so that was part of what my selection was of what could I do in person. Yeah, what, what was yeah. attainable. Um, and, but loved it, loved it. And just the Lord's perfect timing of finishing up seminary, my boss being ready to retire. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go through the good old Baptist committee process and interviewed at my own church that mm-hmm. I was on staff at already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. affirming process. I did that here. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't. Well, I went from college minister to the job I, I currently have. I knew that, have. but it was an interview process. It, well, yes and no. And that's this is about you, not me. It was, um, we have a process within our church and our bylaws that if there is an internal candidate, uh-huh. they still have to get interviewed by a committee. Right. But you don't have to do an open. Okay. So the job was never posted for others right. to apply yeah, for. Yeah. But there's still a, a coming up. They know me and they're yeah. going to vote on me. Right. Yeah. So that was the part that is probably sure. transferable. Sure. And super yeah. affirming, you know, to Good. kind of yeah. choose them again and to be chosen again. Yeah, I would and, imagine. Um, I was eager and excited to get to kind of lead things and be in a decision-making capacity. Because yeah, you had watched. Yeah. And, and occasionally, I think when you grow up into a role, you start, even if you really respect the person in charge, you start oh, thinking, but I could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd do it that way. So that yeah. was uh, 12 and a half, 13 years ago. Um, I haven't really spoken about my immediate family, uh, but. Mm. Luke, what questions do you have? 
So we who are have they? children who are similar <laughs> ages. So tell us, tell us about your kids. Yes. Tell us about your husband. Yeah. So my husband and I have been married just over eight years. Um, met nine years ago. So that was quick. Tell us more about that. Um, okay. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to do a teaser because it's a story. Okay. And people can come find out. Ooh, but Because you're an in-person mm. person. Yes. Okay. But Jonathan and I met through a matchmaking, like, organization. Oh, that's um, love, love the idea of online, but that it wasn't didn't really online. work. It was, it was like literally someone interviewed me. And oh, well, got to know my likes and dislikes. That's great if someone wants to hear more about it, but I want to hear more about it now. <laughs> so let's just—I mean, we don't take the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. But how did you? Did someone say to you, "You need to try this," yes. or were you like, "I'm not going to do online dating"? Right. What? What is another option? Okay, really cool story. So it's not cheap. I wouldn't think. Um, yeah, so because yeah. they like get to know all your likes and dislikes. What's worked for you in the past with relationships? Wow. What hasn't? And then they're doing the same thing with this all the like men. This is like a rom com. Yeah, yeah. What is it? What's that show? Million Dollar Make, Make, Matchmaker. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch know. it. I just know. I Anyways. am not above reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but the really cool thing was I had just done my tax return and I had gotten more money than I had ever gotten before. And then someone said to me, have you th ever thought about, it's called It's Just Lunch, maybe it's up here in the DFW lunch. area as well, the Metroplex. So if you're listening and yes, you the just Lord got a tax return to you. and you're single yeah. and not wanting to be, www.itsjustlunch.com. It's and so no it was the exact <laughs> amount. <laughs> so I made how is it? No, say that again. How much, how yeah. much it cost <laughs> yeah. when I found out how much It's Just Lunch was, which I probably never would have put that much money and I won't say how much, but yeah. I wouldn't have really spent that. But then when the tax return was the same, I was like, Lord, this must but be what you want me to do with this money. <laughs> and if you find your husband, it's priceless, right? right? Yeah, that's true. Yes. Cool? I would pay so much money for Ryan Hodges. There you go. That's mm, right. Yeah. That's a good word. Ryan Hodges, yeah. you are worth a lot. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So the cool like fast forward version is I was guaranteed the other cool thing, 24 Blind dates Whoa. in a year. That's a date every two weeks. This Whoa. girl was not getting that kind of dating That's lifestyle, you know? Insane. And, and, so, and even if even if none of them worked out, you exactly. would have a lot to talk about, yeah. a lot of fun stories. Yeah. So uh, I like that better than online because a lot of these guys were never actually, like, yeah. meeting you, saying, hey, yeah. when can we meet? I have heard this. You know? Mm -hmm. So um, guaranteed blind date, and they didn't know anything about you. To where, like, they couldn't come find you if it was crazy. You just walk out, and they don't even know your last name or where you work or where you live. It's just, like, first Cause, name. Because it's just lunch does that stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're filtering for you. And so at the end of that first date, it's on someone to say, could I have your number? Would I'd like to do this again. And so the cool thing, out of 24 dates, Jonathan, my beloved, was number three. Mm. And so it didn't take that long. So I actually paid even more per date because I only— yeah. Went on a few more dates after meeting him, and then we both said, okay, we're done meeting other people, and you, like, go on hold, and we became exclusive. And we were older. I was 30 when I met him. Okay. And so I think when you're older, when you meet people, you know a little bit more of what you're looking for mm -hmm. and when it's right. Mm -hmm. And within six weeks, we were talking marriage, and yeah. we moved quickly. So we waited a little bit once we were married. Uh, I mean, once we were engaged, um, a longer engagement. But uh, so, yes. But married, he, wanted, he wanted to lock that in, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we dated four months upon proposal. Um, and That's then, awesome. Yeah. So married eight years. And then um, my oldest, Harrison, is six, uh, February birthday. 
and going into first grade, and he's really excited to be here. Where, he's had a good transition. People want to know, what school are y'all yeah, going to be Yeah, so part we of? are living far south in Arlington, zoned to Mansfield ISD. Okay. We've got a lot of people in that little And mm-hmm. I'll give a little shout out to Elizabeth Hostin. We mm. will be transferring to J.L. Boren Elementary School. And that's also where Aaron Eccles that's is, That's right. right? Okay. Yeah, we got a few connections, so yep. that felt like a good, safe, known Nice. Connection. Yeah, so good. we went and into a lot of transition. You've got yeah. something known. That's yeah, really excited good. for him okay. to do that. And then my baby is 21 months old. Yes, I'm not one. You know, we're we're approaching two at the end of the summer. I'll stop doing the monthly. You know, oh, we won't. Charting. You do whatever you want. At yep. two years, you we'll are that, the resident professional yeah, mother. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yes, accurate. Hudson. Uh, we'll be two at the very end. He's August 26th at the end of summer. So one of those baby babies. We'll see mm-hmm. yeah, when he Because that would be right school. about cutoff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yum. So, but yeah, they're fun. Hudson. Hudson and Harrison. Harrison's the older. And uh, the they're, they keep us busy. Boy mom. Boy mom life. Boy mom life. Yeah. So. I don't know what that's like. No, but you know about girl dad life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. We're opposite roles. Life. Yes. So that's fun. Kids are fun. Kids are great. I'm a big fan of that. Uh. Going into first grade cohort at our church. I kind of like kids, so yeah. I'm, I'm most worried. Oh, so I didn't. I didn't put this together. So your your Harrison is now joining Evelyn. It, I think they're in the same Sunday school yes, class. Yes, and Bowen with Billy and Micah. Like uh, I don't know if they're in the in same that? Sunday school okay. class. They're two okay. different they're classes. Oh, okay, okay, but it's a right. great it's, yeah, cohort of yeah. kids. What yeah. a great crew to raise. Your kids would. Yeah. I asked him yesterday. I said, so how are you doing liking our new church? And he started with one thumbs up and quickly added the Whoa. second thumbs up. And he Stamp said, approval. I just have so many new friends. So, well, yeah. as a mother, that's got to feel good. It's right? good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's it helps a lot. Yeah. yeah He's doing good. well, loving our new house, and we're settling in. That's okay. great. I would also like to say, just on a cohort level, the baby room this year. Truly top notch. Oh, yeah. The families that chose to have babies this year. It was busy yesterday. Ten Very kids. busy. Ten kids. I will admit, we are three of those. Right. And here yeah, we so go. The baby room is pack full. a punch. <laughs> <laughs> also boy mom, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. This is it. So not what I would have chosen. I wanted girls. I thought I would have girls being one of four girls. We, Ryan and I, envisioned ourselves as girl yeah. parents. So we had to adjust. Embrace we cried it. a lot on the day that we found out we were having all boys. There you go. Boys, in the future, if you're listening to that, your mother loves you. Oh, my gosh. Now we wouldn't we wouldn't do anything different. So, well, uh, okay, listeners, are you ready for more Casey? Do we need a sound effect to cleanse uh, the palate? Luke is behind the sound. He never quite. Oh, very quite good. Quite a transition. Very good. <laughs> uh, well, I have more questions for Casey. Is that okay? Yeah, I think that's great. Can I just keep running? Yeah. Uh, anything from you, Luke? I feel like I'm dominating. Mm, no, I like the questions you're asking. Okay, then you'll just provide color. I will. <laughs> like a baseball Good game. Good background you know? commentary. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll do the nuts and bolts. You'll okay. make it fun. Actually, I do have a question. Yeah. So you posted on Facebook, so I don't feel like this is a secret okay. anymore. Oh, good. Because I wanted to know about the journey and you talked yeah. about all that. Yeah. You kind of received a phone call out of the blue. And How'd you something get here? was gone, going on in your life. I want to. I'm going to unpack as much as I can for y'all. And it is. An amazing God story. I'll just start by saying it was like he knew I had to be treated as a child Mm. and repeatedly shown over and over again, Casey, are you going to let me do what only I can do? And will you relinquish control? Mm. And Mm. and I'll show you. And so 
um, really cool, just in my heart, um, the Lord had kind of been softening my heart of, Casey, I may have something new for you. And that was that was a new thought. Um, 18 years in the same place, you get really comfortable. Do you remember right. how that started stirring? Was there a um, moment or a series of moments? I think there was the possibility of could I be used somewhere else? Could okay. could there could I be fresh mm. to a new place? And could a new place be fresh to me? Because as I was just saying, you get comfortable. It's mm. I don't want to say it's easy, but it's safe. Mm. And you can do, I could do what I was doing there with my eyes closed because mm. we did, we did what we did, you know, over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, and just, it was just a, st- a softening of my heart and a stirring of, I could have a new thing for you. And I'm not kidding you. The one night, um, I think it was late October, my best friend was in town from Seattle. And so mm. I don't even see her that often. And she asked me, how are things going at church? And I said, you know, I think I might be in a place that if the Lord opened a door, I could actually be open to it, which mm-hmm. was, like mm-hmm. I said, a new mm-hmm. thought. And so I said it out loud for the first time. Mm. And then she left and I told my husband the same thing as we were going to bed. And I'm not kidding you. The message came from Morgan Williams the next day. And do you know what my husband said? You had to open your big mouth. <laughs> you so know? at dinner with your friend, you say, I'm open to being open. Yeah. Like in a year new. or two. It was out there. Yeah. It was it was not yeah. tomorrow. But I'm saying out loud to my friend, yeah. this it, thing might be stirring. Yeah, right? yeah. And then the next morning? Yeah, the next uh-huh. A message from Morgan Williams. And I wanted to throw up. Who's I on mean, our search committee. Yes, I mean, for so this should listening. be clarified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, well, yes. Yeah. And she was just at a point, and kind of what I referenced, and, and actually, Luke, it's funny you mentioned it, because as soon as I posted it, I was like, that was cryptic. That was not as descriptive as it should have been. And so I'm glad to unpack that a little bit. But um, she was just to a point where she was like, there's got to be some some candidates out there. And um, she just, I will have to ask her, but I think she literally just started Googling Texas Baptist preschool minister, you know, and found Tallowood and found my bio and was like, huh. Then she cross-referenced me on Facebook, saw the numerous mutual friends. It, the connections are unending, actually. Um, <laughs> and she went to Nanette and she said, Nanette, do you know Casey Fagan? Y'all are friends on Facebook. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Nanette's a you know, yeah. minister. You know, Nanette's parents and I were actually talking about you yesterday. Y'all would, oh, y'all yeah. would have networked together. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you run in the same circle and she's, she's my people. Um, and I knew she was retiring. That is good because if Nanette's not your people, then yeah. you ought not be her well, successor. <laughs> yes, and that's also— Because the church wouldn't that reject was, you. Honestly, part of the problem was I knew enough about First Arlington and I knew enough about T- Nanette that when the message came, I was like, oh, no, I might actually have to consider this. Like mm-hmm. this—and I, I told Dr. Wiles this the first day I met some staff— um, actually in the MLT with yeah. Katie was there and um, came in off of maternity I leave. I was, I was so impressed. Shout triplets. out. Total shout out. I wanted to know. This they is were little. To me. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, just lost my train of thought. You were talking about uh, with Dr. Wild. Luke, back us up. So you knew Nanette. She's in your circle. Oh, yes. You come in, you meet Dr. Yes. Wild. And that was when I realized I had to consider it because I knew it was too good of a possibility. Mm. As I said, the similar heartbeats. Yeah. I knew Nanette's philosophy. You that, knew she had something that you could. Yes, yeah. that there's an amazing ministry and program already in place that I I would have to give the Lord an opportunity if he wanted to do this. Mm. And so um, mm. I took a week. I told Morgan, like, I don't know if I can even give you my resume. Like, uh, this is shocking, you know, 
And um, it was the end of the week when Jonathan said, you have to. Like, it's a resume. It's one step. The Lord will open the door or he mm. will close the door. Like you're Jonathan. not, you're I like, not I like making this, this, you're not making this happen, you this know. This is a good testimony about both of you and your openness and it submission. Is. Yeah. It is. Well, that was yeah. the entire process. May it um, inspire those that are listening. Yeah. Seriously. And it was for me one yes at a time. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. literally, in Daddy fact, preach, my gosh, yeah. Dennis Wiles, tune in. <laughs> but honestly, I kept asking along I, the way. I have a deep respect for Dr. Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we all know that. Okay. Uh, but I wondered, like, what the committee or what the staff members' impressions were. I didn't ever want to lead them into thinking that I was begging for this position and thinking, like, oh, I hope they like me. I hope they pick me. I hope I'm the one. For me, it was, and actually, Dr. Wiles said this that day that I met the staff, was you could be the right person. You could come here, and and we would love it if that would be the case. But what we really want is to know if that's what the Lord has for you and your family and for First Baptist Arlington. Mm-hmm. And that was mid-January. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was—hearing him say that was so affirming because that's right where I was was, yes, I fit the job description and um, I have the qualifications, but that's not all the boxes Mm -hmm. we're trying to check here. And so just continuing to seek the Lord. And you know, you pray for neon signs and you wonder how the Lord is going to give you these neon signs. And I honestly, I was praying for a peace and it's so cliche, but the peace that passes all understanding, it was a peace I didn't even think I could attain. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, Lord, I don't know that you're going to get me to yes. He had not put the yes in my heart. Jonathan and I would have, like, checkups. I'd be like, eh, what do you think? You think we're actually going to do this? And he'd be like, yeah, I do. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, oh, Oh, I wasn't sure this was really going to be yes at the end of the day. And I was afraid of jilting the committee. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of, like, in a relationship, you're dating for three months, and then you're like, Eh, I don't see it, you know, and they're like— If you're not familiar with Baptist search processes, (laughs) they are long and they are personal. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't want to waste their time. If if I wasn't the person, then they needed to be seeking someone else out. Mm -hmm. And But that was the process, right? That Mm -hmm. was what it took to figure it out. And so um, we were pretty far along in the process. Kurt Grice had been amazing holding my hand through everything and— talking me through kind of what to expect. Good and, job, Kurt. Good job, yeah. Kurt. The man yeah. runs a good search committee. Uh, and he Yeah, he was. He got me here. That's very I mean, the Lord he got gets me a here, lot but, of you credit. Know, yeah. Kurt Grice was the liaison. Um, but it was the week we were in. I was waiting for the phone call. I knew everything was in motion. We all were feeling pretty good about things, but personnel gets involved, and there's like the formal offer, right? And so I'm waiting for the phone call, and I'm like, am I ready to give my yes? Like, Lord, have you given me the confirmation that I need that this is the next season for our family and and a move? And on Monday, I get a text from a girl who had served with me for seven years at Tallawood, and she had been in different capacities from intern to resident, Mm. um, and she was honestly my little protege. And um, I had been able to pour into her and mentor her. And she had left 18 months prior, gotten married, and her husband took her away to Colorado. How dare they? How dare he? And, yes, he. And But then when she got there within weeks of getting there, the Lord gave her ministry opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And she became a kids minister in Colorado and gained more experience. And they were supposed to come back in two years. It was a two-year like residency stint for his job. 
And so I'm talking to her in January and I said, when are you coming back? It's, are we coming up on two years? And she says, actually, I think it'll be September, October before we really start talking about and making the move back to Texas. I'm like, okay. Well, she calls me February 20th, I believe, if mm. you want to be exact. Mm. And she says, hey, Casey, it looks like the Lord just fast forwarded our timeline six months and we may be moving back to Houston by the end of March. Do you think you could give me some hours and some um, contract work until I find full-time ministry? Mm -hmm. And I was waiting on the call from First Baptist Arlington. Mm -hmm. So this person was delivered Trusted. back mm -hmm. on a, so She knows the culture. Yeah. She could step right in. And so we overlapped. Uh, so then mm. Wednesday, I got the call. Actually, Brad Eckel, shout out, made that phone call with the formal offer. And it was like— the Lord just showed me, I'm going to take care of Tallawood too, mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I have something different for you, yeah. and I have something different for them. Yeah. And so the neon sign mm -hmm. was like, okay, Lord, I didn't even ask for that. I mean, I just wept uh, that I never thought I could feel so okay leaving them that they were going to be able to do VBS next week without me. Mm -hmm. And they're fine. Mm -hmm. She's she's rocking and rolling wow. and stepped right in as interim. That's awesome. Um, because God has— the whole big picture, and we don't always get to, but he he let me peek behind the curtain mm -hmm. on that one and gave me a firm yes when I needed it. So there's more. That's wonderful. There's so much more ways that he lined things up for us, um, and I need to write it all down. You do. Because yeah. it's his story of giving us the peace Or we, we can needed. just give you the studio for like a couple hours. You know, we'll, <laughs> yeah. leave. we'll leave. I warned them you that we, we would not be short on time today. Casey has many <laughs> words. No, this has been great. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the sermon some? What do you think? I think there's actually some great transition and connection points here. Yes, I do too. You make them. Yeah. So I've been dominating this. That's why. Yeah. This is, I mean, so when we think about, Dr. Wiles talked yesterday about this imminent frame, which if you haven't watched or listened to the sermon, please go and do that. And then listen to this. It, so, and it can be found wherever you're finding you, this, right? Yes. Yeah. Same wherever, places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, our sermon is always posted as well. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. Talking about imminent, eternity now. Eternity, imminent being uh, right here, tangible, transcendent yeah. being this kind of the God stuff, the spiritual stuff, yeah. the, the stuff. It, I mean, they, Dr. Wiles quoted these guys that say first floor, second floor. Yep. We live on the first floor forgetting there even is a second floor when that's really what's, you know, the greater reality. Yeah. So I, yesterday's sermon really was kind of introducing yeah. some of these concepts. And I, and I bet I next, see the connection next points week, we're going to get Dennis there. Wiles won't let us skip him talking about it all. Yeah. In the intro. So no. we'll catch up on some. Yeah, us. he can't not, you know, in a good way. But so. we'll unpack some of it because I think it's important well, and we can do some defining. Yeah, no, it's good. I was just thinking about the, even having Casey here and making it a little more about your journey. Like how, how does one, especially how do you keep yourself rooted in that second floor living? How do you keep well, yourself rooted in tapping into the transcendent that's around you. Right. Luke, Luke, I would like an answer from you, too, as you are a spiritual person. Mm. One and, the, and I know this. I try to be. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that probably hit me the hardest yesterday was, and he hit it at the end, actually, but this idea that we're already living in our eternity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that was just a different way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we think about his kingdom come on earth as mm -hmm. it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. I think about those things. But to, I've never thought about the idea that I'm already living in my eternity just here mm -hmm. in this phase. Yeah. And it'll be 
literally a second story phase next. But that convicts Mm -hmm. me about how I'm living. And am I staying rooted? Am I diving into the word and living a, a lifestyle, mm-hmm. making lifestyle choices of where we live, how I interact with my neighbors, all those kinds of things? Is that with an eternity mindset? And do I realize I'm already living into the eternity that he's brought us into? Mm-hmm. That was powerful for me. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good word. John Ortberg has a book called Eternity is Now in Session. Mm. It's that idea. Like, stop thinking you'll arrive. It's really life with God. We're here now. And life with God is here. Even if it's not, you're right, the kingdom has not come in its fullness. Sorry, I made an error in the studio. Wake up. (laughs) That is the best use of the sound. Luke, at the ready. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. I think that's a good word. It is a good word. It's good for us to think about. So, Yes. I've Katie, lo- can't do it twice. Katie, come on now. I'm holding my hand. Um, so one of the things, he cites this book, Charles Taylor, which if you aren't reading theology, which who could blame Let's, you if you're not? Yeah. Let's uh, just assume, we'll assume most of the average listeners, including myself, aren't, are not. aren't reading theology right so now. So most theologians, missiologists, everyone who's commenting on Christianity and culture right now is referencing this book called A Secular Age by Charles Taylor. Dr. Wiles has cited this. Very influential book right now. Is um, it new? No, not really. It's just hot. It's just hot. Okay. And it's been hot for a couple of years. Um, but he has this language. Dr. Wiles talked about the imminent frame. Mm-hmm. There's another set of language that Charles Taylor uses. And I'm going to confess, I tried to read this book. Mm. And I could not finish it. Mm. Uh, it's if, dense and it's long. And if Luke's there is saying that. That's what I was going to say. We'll I'm not all saying just don't defer. pick it up. But I'm saying maybe I won't. This, this is not casual season, reading. I'm probably not going to pick up that book. So not casual reading. But uh, Charles Taylor uses this language too. So his whole book, this whole idea is how did we move from what he calls an enchanted world where people believed, whether Christianly or pagan, in things like spirits and demons and angels and mm-hmm. Supernatural things is just part and parcel of everyday life to what he now calls the disenchanted age. So how did we move from enchantment to disenchantment? Mm -hmm. So we're disenchanted people. We don't believe in those things. That's that first floor versus second floor living. And so it used to be people collapsed those. It was all the same. And now we've kind of divorced them. Mm -hmm. So this kind of spiritual stuff, mm, maybe that's not. Real, and that leads into what he talked about with secularism. So I would point out that we live in a secular age. That's true. But more so, we live in a pluralist age. So most sociologists of religion would actually point out that religion is on the rise. It's it's as vital as ever. Dr. Wiles will preach on this mm-hmm. in the fall. But religion is bigger than it's ever been. The world's largest country is also the world's most religious country, and that's India. Um, so religion hasn't gone away like people predicted it would. It's just more, and there's more diversity and expression of it. Um, but we live in this world where we don't necessarily think about the fact that there are supernatural things. The way Casey lived into this period of discernment with God might have something to say and break in and do a work and lead me somewhere new. That's not necessarily common thinking. And even in ministry and church life, sometimes we don't think about those things. We may give expression to a head knowledge that God is at work and God does things and God moves. 
Yeah. But in our heart and in our actions, we don't yeah, live we, into that expression. We thank God for our blessings. I think often, you know, that's, a, that's right. accessible. A lot of people will thank God for the things they have, which therefore <clears throat> acknowledges that everything in our life is maybe orchestrated by God in that way. But to kind of submit yourself more to that leadership, it's a next step it that is. not everybody makes. Well, and also to think about this secular world that we live in, do we take for granted how other people are perceiving right. this outer realm? And mm -hmm. do we assume that they agree with us or do we assume that they absolutely do not agree with us? Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, the assumptions we bring yeah. to this whole yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's, and, and generationally, they're very different as well. Yeah. Yeah. As and we, culturally. Yeah. Well, we, we were in a meeting with Kirk Grice last week <laughs> saying yes. things about our generation. And he was like, he, he was baffled. <laughs> right. And Kurt's very like, you know, he has his thumb on the pulse. Yeah. But he still continues to. Um, what a wonderful man. Well, Kurt lives in a content, God-centered life in, a, in the best ways. Yeah. And it baffles him that others might not choose that. Ah, uh, right. You know? Right. We have to take ourselves out of our, our norm sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also have a deep love and respect for Kurt. I do too. And so I think too, as I was listening yesterday and it was taking notes, Dr. Wiles cited this quote from Tim Keller where secularism is not an absence of belief. Um, so it's not that we necessarily have to go out and convince people that the supernatural exists. I think about kind of the heyday that horoscopes and crystals are mm -hmm. having among younger generations, which if yeah. you grew up in the What's 70s, that may feel familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, they're back. Um, Casey, what is your sign? Sagittarius. You know, I'm also a Sagittarius. Okay. December? I don't know much about it. Yes, December 7, if oh. anyone wants to make note. Just for the record, no oh, one in this turn. room believes in astrology. Siri, no, no. Siri. I, I was set doing set good. a reminder for December 7. <laughs> it's Casey's birthday. I was doing good just to pull up. I was like, what is my I, sign? I, I had to remember if I wanted to. I, I don't think that means anything. I don't know anything about no, what it means. nor do I. No. If you know, you can email me at katie.hodges at fbca.org. And, and then, tell me and Casey what it means to be a Sagittarius. <laughs> And then we'll have a conversation with you about the role of astrology in your Christian life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll email you back. <laughs> um, so people, we're, people seek. Um, so one thing that came to my mind is this quote from Leslie Newbegin, who was a missionary mm -hmm. in India yeah. decades ago, went back to the UK and came back and realized that he had done all this mission work in India and then came back to a UK that was completely secular. Mm. And so he has this quote about people who seek which I think describes most of our culture. Most of our culture is openly seeking, but it's this kind of big, nebulous, spiritual 100%, for sure. And so he says this, seeking is only serious if the seeker is following some clue, has some intuition of what it is that he or she seeks, and is willing to commit himself or herself to following that clue, that intuition. Mm -hmm. Merely wandering around in a clueless twilight is not seeking. The relativism, which is not willing to speak about truth, but only about what is true for me, is an evasion of the serious business of living. It is the mark of a tragic loss of nerve in our contemporary culture. It is a preliminary symptom of death. So this idea that I think for most of secularism, it's an aimless wandering around in the twilight. This is lostness. I mean, the scriptural language for this would be people who are lost, so we shouldn't be surprised or angry. We've had conversations about that on the podcast before. Lost people are lost. Don't be mad at them for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But Ch channel that differently. Yeah. So how do we... I love that. It's very C.S. Lewis-esque. The, the way he... It's very philosophical. He wrote you know? this deck. Right. I mean, 
decades ago, yeah. before the turn of the century. It's good, um, though. Decades before the turn of the century, and so it's still true. So I guess a, a matter of prayer for me is those that are secular, quote-unquote, m- might be seekers and not just wanderers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they actually are, there's a nugget that they're after and that we can help them find yeah. it. Because I think the worst thing is apathy, where you're really not seeking anything. Well, and, and do, we, do we give God credit for all that he's doing in our lives? And mm-hmm. if we're a seeker or if we're in the secular world and we're not looking for those things that God is doing, then we don't see the eternal purpose and how he is guiding our steps. And so mm-hmm. how yeah. do we interact with non-Christians or seekers or people who have other beliefs mm-hmm. and um, are they able to, are we able to help them acknowledge that was God, right? you know, mm-hmm. God did that. And so one of the things, I just think there's some fun conversations going on in our church right now among our staff, but if I could guess where Dr. Wiles is going and why he's setting up this imminent frame, we're talking about eternity, but then after that, we're talking about the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, life with the Holy Spirit. Life with the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I think one of the things, if I can guess, where Dr. Wiles is shepherding yeah, us. Oh, we'll us. see. Tell us. Okay, we're going to dial back on this and double check. Yeah. Okay. Is, Hit us with I it. I think he is working on guiding us into second floor living, um, helping us remember that we're not just first floor people who live in this realm of mm-hmm. yeah. observ- only observable facts of scientific method of what's tangible, but— we live in a world where God actively works, and we can take part in that. And then Holy Spirit living leads into church. I mean, yes. that's the next series is mm-hmm. church. So I Can't think— Can't you see it all coming together? Man, guys, And that leads into mission. Just weave that thread. And man. that leads into—I actually don't remember what Advent it is. It is almost like Dr. Wiles. <laughs> but it Wiles. is the journey to Christmas. <laughs> Knows what he's doing. Whoa. The Lord is leading. <laughs> 22 years in, and he got it down. <laughs> he does. Yeah, so, he does. We really like following. It's good. I like yeah. It. So it's an exciting time. We have something to look forward to. We do. Casey, what do you think? I love this. I can't believe you invited me. Thank you. Day three I'm, on the I'm job. sitting in Dr. Wiles' you are. chair. Seat. Yeah. This is heavy stuff. I like to say I that mean, I used to sit where Luke is sitting. Oh. But you know what? You have some babies. You leave for four months. And things change. And things change. Okay. Well, for the better. Dr. Wiles has gone for a few days <laughs> and I'm in a seat. I mean, <laughs> see what happens. Do next. not yeah. expect this, this to happen is, again this is anytime day one. soon. <laughs> this is work day one of yeah. being at camp. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll I see. saw an opportunity give and him, I. Give him, yeah. <laughs> By Thursday, we're going to have a whole. <laughs> Look uh, out, guys. Riot. Uh, okay. Well, this has been fun for me. It Thank you. Fun. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. It was fun to get to know you more. I think our people will really enjoy this. So. I do too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. See you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.